0: And welcome to the 437th episode of The Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trina Thatch, joined today by my Peckin' co-host, Linian. Uh, good morning. And also, P. McGee. Hello. You're both pleasantly sharp and appetizingly flavored. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's, it's very accurate, I've been told.
0: <laughs> From all those vampires I hang out with, that's what I'm told. <laughs> but welcome to the puckle podcast puckle of course standing for the pokemon underground champions league the one-stop shop for uh your pokemon discussion where we talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between like my lugia pen holder that i i still have on my desk that i haven't told anybody about well that i that i've told Ooh. several people about but never have taken a picture of yes, I was i'm very correct. happy with it yeah that's probably the most apt description the other thing I discovered this week, by the way, so I also, not only did I get that Lugia thing while I was in Japan, but I also got a pen from, like, the Pokemon Center, and, like, I was just like, oh, it's just going to be, like, a cheap, you know, like, novelty pen, you know what I mean? Uh, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the nicest writing pens I've ever had. Oh, nice. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, because, like, you know, you go someplace and you're just like, oh, it's just like a, it's like a poopy souvenir pen, right? No. And so, like, apparently I, not. apparently not, no, because, like, I use it, and it's it's it is one of my favorite pens. Hmm. To use. Like, it writes very well. Yeah, it's just, it's a really good pen. For all of you people who use pens, you know what I'm talking about. Which is probably most of the population. I would imagine.
3: Yes, so... I would imagine most people know what a good pen feels like, and they know that it's a G2. <laughs> Not sponsored. We just know that it's a good pen.
0: It, it This <laughs> pen almost feels like a G2, except, like, it's skinnier. It's, like, significantly skinnier. Wow. Oh. It's like a skinnier G2. That's what this feels like. That is how I would describe it. Welcome welcome to the Puckle Podcast, the Pen Underground Champions League. The Champions League. <laughs> uh, where we talk everything about pens, from G2s to Bix, and everything in between. <laughs> what have you guys been up to in this crazy time, uh, Pokemon-wise, or I just guess life-wise? Like, what's been going on? How have things been going?
3: I've, I've had... It's been coming up, it's been finals for the past little bit, so uh, I've been playing the game that all of my Pokemon friends have been playing, which is just Animal Crossing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that so sounds much right.
3: Animal Crossing. I checked my play hours the other day, and I was like, yeah, no, you've got like 150 clocked. I went, this is accurate. And <laughs> That uh, sounds yeah, right. That's been That's that's basically been it. Uh, I haven't been doing a whole lot in, in Pokemon beyond uh, a couple of things for PTU, and that's been fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. What about you, Mickey? How have
1: you been doing? It's been it's been a longer time since you've been on the show. It has been a lot. A lot has happened in the world. Um, so, unsurprisingly, social quarantining and excessive video gaming go hand in hand. (laughs) So, I have been playing a lot. Um, I've been playing a lot of Mystery Dungeon still. I've been on a break for the last couple of weeks, but I've been trying to grind for that Grandmaster rank. So, Mm. I've been working at that a bit, just so I can. I've been wanting to. uh, complete a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game, like fully complete. Uh, I've been wanting to do that for a while. So I've been trying to get back in the mode to do that, but I haven't yet. Otherwise, uh, like Linian said, a lot of Animal Crossing, which has been very fun. And then just some PFTT tournament stuff, which has been fun oh, as well. Oh, man,
0: I have to do my match. I totally forgot about that. Oh. Thanks for reminding me. There you
1: go. <laughs> Reminder.
0: So for myself, I, I think I've been just... Uh, I've just been hanging out. I've been doing a few Pokemon things, uh, not much. Uh, I mean, I've been, I've been laddering, uh, for VGC, trying to get back into the mindset of how VGC is supposed to work. How's that going? Uh, it's going okay. Like I, I'm starting to get it again, but I don't know if I'll ever get back to the point like I was back in 2018. Cause 2018, um, I, I would describe VGC as like, if you, once you find what your personal team archetype is mm-hmm. and you, and you learn like, Like, everybody has, like, a team archetype that's probably the best for them. Oh, absolutely. And so, for me, like, I found that in 2018, and it was, like, this dual megas team, and I I had, like, the flowchart worked out, like, for most every meta team that existed with it, and so, like, it was just, like, moments where it was, like, clicking with me, and, like, I was getting, I I had it to the point where, like, I could play it like I was doing OU, where it was just, like, I can predict that and then run circles around people. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely not there now. Like, I'm definitely – I'm getting it to an extent, but I'm not I'm not nearly where that was, like that point where it clicked. I think I'm still searching for my archetype, and I I, I assume I'll find it at some point. <laughs> 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 but I'm just kind of going around doing that because I'm not nearly at the point where I can be, sit down and be like, I want to build the team with this Pokemon, this Pokemon, and this Pokemon for this reason.
1: Oh, I'm terrible at building teams. I, I like just pick, picking up the rental teams. It's so much fun just having a rental team and it's grabbing. Oh, yeah, Android. I know.
0: I I think rental teams are a fantastic way to do it, especially in terms of finding your archetype. And I wouldn't even say that the team that I was running back in 2018 was that original. It's just Mm -hmm. I want to be able to, I want to feel confident that I know that I have the best move selection on those Pokemon.
3: And you want to be able to tweak it if you if you see something you want to change. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I want to feel I want to feel confident that I can tweak it and that I understand that I understand the repercussions of making that tweak. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm in that place right now. Um, that, this is something that takes like hours of playing VGC to like really understand, at least for me, Uh, like I understand my play because like when I went to St. Louis, I played way too much VGC. Like I played, I probably played something like 150, 200 hours of VGC, just like understand teams and try to figure out what I wanted to do and stuff like that. So, I I mean, I played a lot of VGC. I wouldn't say, I, I would say once you get to that point and like you figure out VGC and you understand the meta to a good extent, it doesn't take 150, 200 hours, but like, I was coming from ground zero, right? I had yeah. nothing. Uh I had I had no background in VGC. The only thing I had was like I'm good at OU. Uh and oh maybe not even good. I'm decent at OU. <laughs> and so so I, I took that with me. Yeah, it's uh it, it VGC is also just like a much different place. Like not to not to like put anybody down or anything, but I would say like the VGC ladder compared to even like the Battle Spot Singles ladder, especially the OU ladder. Um, in the VGC ladder, I think you face a lot more bad people <laughs> than you, <laughs> yeah. you do in other ladders. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I think uh, <laughs> I, I think this is just because it's Nintendo's official format, so more people try it mm-hmm. than OU and Battle Spot Singles, and so I think I think you just have uh, a larger pool of people, so you have more bad people, right? Per se,
3: I mean, you you're gonna f- see that with basically any the most official and most broadly played is going to have the lowest skill ranking. Uh if you want to play like OU on Showdown, you're you're only going to play against people who already are looking at a fan simulator. You know, you're it, exactly. it's going to be a a certain amount of selection there.
0: Exactly. So I, I to be fair, I haven't even touched OU in Gen 8. Like I haven't. I, I've looked into it and seen what's good. I've looked at the meta. Uh, I just haven't played it, mostly because uh it, I mean it's mostly Nintendo's fault. Um, or Game Freaks, whoever's whoever it is, uh, for killing the timer. Like, if, if the timer on the game still supported OU, yeah. I'd probably be playing OU. But right now, it's it's a nice mix between Battlespots and Angles and VGC, which has been nice. Um, because, it, it like I said before on the show, it feels a lot like Splatoon, where you can kind of just, like, hop into a match. You're there for, like, a few minutes, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. And it, it is very refreshing to no longer have, like, those 20- to 30-minute long, or even hour-long, like, drug-out matches. Like, yeah. not having that is fantastic. I, I will say I do not miss stall. No. In, in the slightest sense. Like, there is still stall with like Galar and Korsla occasionally, but I do not miss
1: OU stall whatsoever. No, and I think that was one of the reasons I was getting. So, I haven't played OU in months now. I've been playing mostly. I was doing Battle for UUTC, and then I switched over to VGC, both of those for the first time, or even touched those metas. And I'm finding them much more fun and healthy <laughs> than I was mm-hmm. finding OU for a while. So I'm I'm yeah. in the same boat where I'm happy to not see stall. I mean it's it's possible you don't see much stall when um when there is a Dynamaxing or Gigantamaxing because those Yeah. those Pokémon kind of blast through a lot of the stall Pokémon. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's been it's been a good time though. I mean I, I enjoy doing those ladders. Um Pokémon just made the laddering way better too, to be fair. Like mm-hmm. all all of the laddering they've put into the game, much better infrastructure than it's ever been. So, I mean, at least if they took away the OU, they made what they had more fun. Yes. And I, I do feel like it's more fun to do that. I would appreciate if they're going to really push for on game or like in cart like formats like this. I would really like to see something like a Battle Frontier at some point. That would be really cool. Just throwing right. it out there because then you can still do like these these challenges in game. You have a little bit of fun. You can mix up the battle styles. It would be really cool to even see like those modes come in where you can at least play them with friends. Like, it would be really cool to see something like the Battle Factory, but, like, I can challenge P. Mickey to a Battle Factory match. Oh, that'd right? be nice.
1: Yeah, right? the format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be, that'd really, be, cool.
0: that'd, that'd be really fun. And I, I just think something like that would just add to the enjoyment. Because uh, I would say post-game Switch, Switch definitely isn't, like, the best. No. Yeah. We've definitely had better post-games before. Um, granted, we are getting DLC, which is really nice. And I'm excited for that.
3: And we've also had worse. We've had worse ones.
0: <laughs> uh I don't know if I agree entirely with that but Gen 6 uh,
3: Gen 6 Mason was it and we had friend safari which is no 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 I would not say that that, that this is worse I ca- I still think raids
0: can be I don't enjoyable. know if it's worse but maybe tied Uh raids know. can be <laughs> enjoyable if they did more of the Mewtwo stuff Like the Mewtwo raid is exactly what I was hoping that we'd put more of into the game uh because you a- you actually had to sit down and strategize.
3: Well, we'll see. I feel like that's the legendary raids.
0: Yeah, I felt. I think that's what's happening with Crown Tundra. Yeah, I, I think that's obviously what's happening. But uh, on that note, let's keep switch gears and head on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. <laughs>
4: Town Radio Tower' this just in
0: and welcome to the news in the news we have some exciting 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 things. We'll get there in a minute, but first, all the Easter related max raid battles and rewards are gone, so we're back to G Max Duraldon, Garbador caparaja and Charizard. We're back to some sort of normal. Those are also the ones that like I was looking the most forward to, so it's nice to have them back mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh in more important news, uh this is this is very important news. Original Stitch it, is things. selling their Pokemon shirts and their Johto collection is finally up. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> I I just actually ordered in between segments the Totodile one to make sure that I got it uh before the fabric ran out again. So I I have purchased my uh I have purchased my my Totodile shirt. I am very happy with it. It's going to be very exciting. <laughs>
3: The the Steelix shirt is also very good. The Pseudo Widow shirt is also very good.
0: I have to say most of those fabrics are pretty good. They got some really fun design patterns. Yeah, I'm not excited about the legendary fabrics. I think those are the only ones I'm not excited about. Yeah. Miltank
3: they gave up. They gave up on Miltank. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say. Like I, I <laughs> like I
0: wish the Lugia and the Hoa ones were better. That that's about it though. I am very excited to receive my shirt though. It is it is the most that shirt that ever existed. So I I'm very excited. It's uh it's TotoDial fabric and it looks like a beach boy shirt and it's a Hawaiian shirt. It's perfect on so many levels. <laughs> the
3: official flag of Willowdine. <laughs> it, it
0: is the official flag of Willowdine. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be fantastic. I'm super excited to get it. I'm going to wear it on all the streams. <laughs> When I finally do get it, but it's very exciting. Uh, in other news, though, the Twilight Wings episode uh, 4 has ana- has been launched in Japan only. Uh, you can watch the Japanese version of it. The, uh, the English dub releases on Tuesday, uh, which is the 22nd, right? Yes. No, the, the 21st? 21st. The 21st. So, yeah. uh, what are days anyways? So <laughs> uh, Twilight Wings airs, which is going to be exciting. Those are always very good. And then uh, nobody cares about Pokemon Rumble Rush. Uh, and but it it's ceases going away. it's going away. You know why? Because <laughs> nobody cares about it. Like it like the it's just something that like everybody's just like surprised Pikachu face about these like mobile games. Why don't you cover them, Thatch? Because they're not very good. And they don't stay around.
3: And they never last.
0: They they never last anyway either. Like Pokemon Duel lasted a couple of years. And the Rumble Rush like just lasted only a couple of years. Like Pokemon Masters will probably have like a little bit more longevity.
1: If you're not Pokemon Go, you're basically on like a you're, you're on a short leash. You're yeah. You're going to probably go away.
0: Well, I think Pokemon Go is just unique enough that it holds a lot of different cards compared to these. Like, everything else is just generic mobile game, it, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. It's generic mobile game. And there's nothing that can really
1: spice it up. I mean, they've got four years of content still down the road, Pokemon Go, just because if they went as they're only in generation five right now. So they got six, seven and eight still to push out. Yeah. So they've oh, got like yeah. three to four more years of content easily. Yeah. Oh, and by the time generation
0: eight comes out they're gonna be, generation nine's gonna be out in like, oh yeah, the game so yeah. I I'm not I'm not even worried about Pokemon go and its longevity. I think Pokemon Go is here to stay. I think also the promise of Pokemon go and this is probably something that's true about a lot of Pokemon titles, is that if you have any way to connect your Pokemon game, your Pokemon like spinoff or side game to the core series games, it does much better. Mm-hmm. yep um, and Pokemon go has that now which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. And it's going to even have more functionality, hopefully in the future with Pokemon home at an undisclosed date and time. Probably when Pokemon sleep comes out, but um, tis. (laughs) I, I, whatever happened to Pokemon sleep, by the way, we've heard nothing. We've heard, we got a press conference almost a year ago and we've heard nothing.
3: The dev team, they sent in a bunch of play testers and they just didn't wake up.
0: Yeah. Uh, they're, They're trying
3: to figure out what to do.
0: Pokemon Sleep is just this enigma that doesn't need to exist, and that's okay. <laughs> Other than that, because this is the uh, Pokemon Go segment, in response to, the, the, uh, to continued health concerns, Pokemon Go is making a few alterations to the game. First of all, Pokemon Go is launching remote raid passes, which is very exciting, which allows players to access any raids that they can see currently. Um, so like if you can see a gym from your house, you can participate in a raid in that house, which or in your house. These can be purchased for a hundred Pokecoins and will be offered as a temporary one Pokecoin promotional price. Um, in the future, these passes will remain, but your Pokemon will do less damage than those who enter the raids with standard passes, which is fair. I'm okay with that. mm -hmm. Uh, There, there can be some downside there, but I like this and it's also going to lead into the friend raids. They said as well. So you can raid with your friends. In the future, and it'll do the same thing where you're going to do less damage. So you can remote raid with your friends. So, so Linian, I could like call on you to come and raid with me if I was out raiding. That one would day. be
3: a mistake. I haven't played it in months, but yeah, you could. But that would, <laughs> but that
0: would, but that would make me want to actually raid more. I think if I could yeah, raid with my I, friends, like if I could remotely like call you guys up and be like, "Hey guys, I'm going to go raiding. Just be on the lookout for like invites to raids." Right, because I think I would do that. Like, if uh-huh. it takes, if it takes like an extra, if it takes twice the number of people, I'd be okay with that. Because then I could go do like four, five, four three star raids. Like, well, I can do three star raids without a problem, but I could do some four star raids with your help and get some of the Pokemon that I haven't been able to get prior. Because yeah. I play That'd as a solo player, that
3: would make Patreon raid night real interesting.
0: <laughs> Let's not go down that road. <laughs> Thatch, why aren't you playing Pokemon Go so we can raid together? <laughs> Uh The players will also receive an additional research task without having to spin a Pokestop. Ooh, that's nice, actually. I didn't know about that. Uh, and Yay. also your po- your buddy Pokemon will be able to retrieve gifts from you. Uh, quality of life improvements to allow stacking of incense and lucky eggs, quicker powering up a Pokemon, and improve visual information in battles. Very exciting. Yay. Abra Community Day has also been reset to April 25th, which is probably a mistake, and will run from oh, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. So,
1: twice the length,
0: yeah, twice the length, but the problem is like it's still a community day, yeah, yeah, and I'm not a fan of this happening like next weekend
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just this
0: is a bad idea i I don't think anything good can come of this, like if there's a spike of coronavirus cases, it's gonna I'm gonna blame Pokemon go for it, investigating illusion special research can be purchased to tie in with the event, it doesn't actually give you anything good. A great buddy, yeah, Pokemon and higher can all can bring items during the event. A special snapshot surprise during the event as well. Um There's a Buddy Up event will be held April 21st from 8 a.m. until 10 p.m. So this is Tuesday. Uh, Volbeat and Lumize will appear globally with shinies available. Ooh, that's nice. We can get Volbeat. Illumise. Uh, or Volbeat. Oh, yeah, yeah no, we, sure. Yeah. No Volbeat. You're right. Yeah, we get Illumise already. Uh, Wubat, Joltik, Jolteon, meowth Chansey, Evie, Feebas, Evie. Eevee's on this list twice. Oh. <laughs> and Lillipump will also appear more frequently. Uh,
3: but is Eevee going to appear more frequently? I really need to know if Eevee is going to
0: appear more frequently. Eevee's also going to be there, it turns out. Uh, half the bu- oh, half distance okay. for buddy Pokemon either. and two times evolution experience as well. Uh, for a single Pokecoin, players can get 30 Pokeballs, mm-hmm. 20 Great Balls, 15 Raspberries, and 20 Pineapple berries. Niantic I've has also increased
1: uh, the item storage capacity. Yeah, no, I've been liking these one-coin things. It's like a nice little weekly thing. I don't have any space Mm -hmm. anymore because they give so many and I can't use them all in a week. But (laughs) I like that they're giving us free things right now. Well, free. It's still a coin,
0: right? So like (laughs) you still have to do something.
1: But yeah, uh, if you are
0: also looking for uh, Puckle stuff, we are going to be doing giveaways for the patrons at the $5 plus tier. I didn't want to make any uh, announcements last week because um, the Switch did update and that takes a little bit to get the bot up and running. And I, mean, I want to start using the bot. So keep a lookout. We're going to be putting those dates up uh, this week on Patreon.com. I believe uh, Melmetal is one of the Pokemon we're going to be giving away and something else. So keep a lookout at that um, because those da- it's going to work a little bit differently this time because the $5 patrons are going to be open at a different time than the $10 patrons because mm-hmm. we're I'm trying a new process this month and we're going to see how it works out. But on that note, we're going to go on ahead and... And switch it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckles Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Linian and P. McGee are going to be operating as a team today to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that we got from the community over on our Discord server. You can get to our Discord server by clicking the link in the show notes below. Each question is worth one point, except for the one question that's worth two or three, depending on how badly they're doing. Uh, And... They also have a hint that they can use as a lifeline to help them answer one of the questions that they can. However, if they get all of the questions correct without using the hint, they can cash it in for an extra point for a possible total of seven points today. Um, they are competing in a race to 30 points with their fellow co hosts to see who can get there first. Whoever gets the 30 first gets a $20 credit to T T-pub- not T Public, to PokemonCenter.com because it's a much better prize than T Public. <laughs> uh, so. On that note, if you guys are ready, uh, we'll begin. Uh, I would like to note before we do begin, though, that uh, Linian is within shooting range at twenty-five points, so he needs five points today uh-huh. to be able to make it. Uh, this may or may not happen because these are not the nicest questions uh, from the community. <laughs> so let us let us begin. Question number one is from Polywo: What stat oh, has dear. the highest lowest value base wise, base stat wise? What is the, high, the highest, what, what stat has the highest, lowest value of base
1: stats? So it's okay, not HP. So it's not
3: sp- and it's not speed.
1: Um, and shouldn't be defense because that's a five.
3: Yeah. And it's not attack either. Cause that's also Cause a, that's five. a five.
1: So we're down to special attack, special defense. Yeah. Um. All right. So there's a 15 for, sp- I did a list on this one. So there's. Darumuka has a 15 in special attack. I'm trying to think if there's something lower than 15. Oh, yeah, Sanshru has, okay. has a 10. Alolan Sancho has a 10. Okay,
3: so the question is, is there anything with 5 special defense? And I can't think of anything, because all the things that are super frail have at least... I'm going to say special defense.
0: I'd be okay with that. Special defense is correct. Uh, special defense Yay. has a lowest base stat of 20. It's absurd.
3: Wait, is that Stunjourner? <laughs>
0: uh i believe so oh. yeah <laughs> i think he's tied with a couple of things as well so this oh, next okay. <laughs> question is from lord snorlax of the five pokemon related to the sun espion sunflora solrock volcarona and sogaleo one of them doesn't have the
1: category the sun pokemon who is it it's solrock sunflora definitely has it Espeon definitely has it um Actually, I don't know. It's not those two. Espeon and Sunflora definitely are Sun Pokemon. So,
3: so he listed Espeon. Oh, are we counting the stupid spelling thing? Because I, uh, Solgaleo is the S U N N E Pokemon. W- w- um? So I would assu- I would assume that counts. Uh, that does that count, Thatch?
0: I don't know. <laughs> 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 I didn't write the question. What was the other one, Solok um, and who else? Soul Solrock, and it was, uh... Let me look real quick for you. Uh, Volcarona. Volcarona um, seems too
3: weird. I think Volcarona is the sun, but it might be the...
0: Would it be, like, the Corona Pokemon? No.
3: No, because then they... they I'm going to no. say
0: spelling does not matter. <laughs> okay. Okay. so <laughs> That's <it's>, my <laughs> ruling. Because
3: I know that... Cause, okay, so then it's either Solrock or it's... Uh, Sunflora.
1: Sunflora. No, Sunflora is a Sun Pokemon.
3: Oh, then then it's Sunro then it's Sunrock. <laughs> it's I would Sun Sunrock. Pick Solrock.
0: <laughs> Sunrock. <laughs> uh Solrock is correct. Woo. It is it is actually the meteorite Pokemon. Oh. Yeah, it's not the uh, the Pokemon <laughs> that we thought it was. Alright, so the next question is a Pokedex entry. Um I'll read a Pokedex entry and you have to tell me who that Pokemon is. So this next one is from Liger, and oh no. it says, It's Pokemon Stadium 2 entry, states. Damn. It. They have <laughs> gentle hearts because they rarely fight. Many have been caught. Their number has dwindled. Who is their? Po- who's that Pokemon? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? They have gentle hearts because they rarely fight. Many have been caught. Their number has dwindled.
1: Okay.
3: It's Gen 1 or 2. <laughs> Because Stadium apparently has dex entries. I didn't know this. It does. Um, fun
1: fact. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, you so pull out that stop before.
3: Gen- gentle Hearts and their... Many have been caught, so that... Oh. Oh, 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 oh. oh. What... Po- lap- Lapras. They always had the endangered thing.
4: Oh.
1: They,
3: they, they They've were been pushing out as with...
1: endangered. I could see that. I've gotten Lapras wrong two times now on the trivia. So... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I could see them throwing that at me. <laughs>
1: I'm okay with Lapras. I won't be wrong on it being Lapras again. I
3: mean, like, the only other thing I could think would be maybe Chansey or Blissey, but they always talk about the egg, so yeah, I feel pretty good about Lapras.
0: Lapras is correct. You are three for three. Uh, so our next question is going to be from Chief Pancake. Uh, Chief Pancake. <laughs> That's the name of the first Best username we've had in a while. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Chief Pancake. Um, in Generation 5, there are three moves exclusively learned via TM. What are they? Uh, I will give you a point for each move. Uh, you can get a maximum of two points. If you get all three, I guess, bragging rights.
1: Generation uh, five, TMs don't TM.
3: count HMs, right? Not HMs, no. Does... Sh- Okay, this is not an answer. Well, it, you know what I mean.
0: Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you um, up to two ro- two strikes. Okay. Well, I'm not you... going
3: to commit to this because I'm going to ask P. McGee first. But
1: can you think of anything that learned Shockwave? Um, I mean, no. I've always felt like I only learned that through TMs. I think I feel okay with a Shockwave guess. If you want to throw it,
3: uh, I'll, I'll guess it. Shockwave.
1: Shockwave is incorrect. Shoot. Oh. Ooh. Um. Ooh. Do we want to throw our hint out there? Or do you want to try yeah, to guess one? We way?
3: we don't need the hint. Let's let's just use the hint.
1: Uh so one of these is
0: a uh is a fighting type move. The other okay. one is an ice type move. Uh and the third one is a uh, a very special dark type move in gen five. Um very hard to get that TM. Wait. And that's that's where we'll leave you.
3: <laughs> okay, so one's fighting, one's dark.
0: Yes, yeah, so the one is special
3: fighting.
1: Special fighting. Focus um, Blast. Oh. Is it Focus uh, Blast?
3: Well, I can't think of anything that learns it, and I can't think of any other special fighting moves other than Aura Sphere, and that's never been a TM.
1: Um, okay, yeah.
3: I'm gonna... We have we have strikes. Focus Blast.
0: Focus Blast is correct. And um, the Dark-type
1: so TM... What about something like Quash?
3: You said it was hard to get?
1: Yes.
0: All of these
3: moves oh. also do
1: damage. Okay, um, do damage.
3: What um, what's that TM? What's the TM that you got in the locked box? I, I don't remember even it was remember. dark. I remember it was in Gen five. You got it with the Zora work. It was not Dark
0: Paul. Uh, mm.
3: no. Snarl? It was Dark. It was sp- yes, yes. It was Snarl. I will say Snarl.
0: Snarl is correct. That gives you the maximum points. Uh, the third move Ooh. is uh, Frost Breath. Oh. oh,
3: okay, yeah,
0: Frost Breath. So you guys yeah. are uh, you guys have you have five points so. There you hey. go. But yeah. You, you cross the finish line, but if you want to help P. McGee get a nice good start, you get six. i no, kidding. We're going <laughs> to help. Next question is the base deck question, as always. And this is from uh-huh. Ribby, himself, mm-hmm. the, trivia, the trivia collector. Which psychic type Pokemon has the lowest special defense of all
1: psychic type Pokemon? Lowest special Which defense?
3: Lowest special defense of all psychic? Yes.
1: So I don't think Smoochum's garbage.
3: Uh, Jinx has a decent one. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think smithram's the answer. Um, let's see. Low. gen one psychics? Um, probably not. Execute.
3: Wait. No. 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 Psychics a weird type.
1: Yeah. Um. What? Um. Does anything
3: have lower than a twenty? No. Because Deoxys Attack form has twenties in its defenses and hundred eighties in its attacks.
1: Well, then, yeah, because we just we just established 20 was the lowest for a um, special defense for earlier. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> then, okay, Deoxys.
1: <laughs> it's a tie, at least. Deoxys hey.
0: is correct. Um, the next lowest is Cosmog. But that gives you guys six points for today. And so the trivia letter resets. Linnean wins. Woo! Woo! Uh,
3: da, 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 da 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 <laughs> da
0: and the uh the answer is the only person in the lead right now is P Mickey with 6 points and everybody else can Woo. everybody else needs to get on the board.
3: Wow, a, a 6 point lead, P. Wow, you're doing really good.
0: <laughs> I know. Oh, all right. <laughs> and so that's it for this episode of Puckle's Pokey Quiz and uh yeah, if you want more, tune in next week for even more Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Catch ya on the topic next. Yeah. <laughs> And welcome to another podcast review that we've gotten from Oki94, the essential podcast for any Pokemon trainer. Thatch and his crew are the best. The knowledge and variety is unmatched in the podcast community. The rotating list of hosts and topics keeps the show fresh. I've been listening for almost a year and a half, and I kickstart every week with Puckle. Keep up the great work, crew. Well, thank you, Oki. We will do just that. And if you want your iTunes or any podcast review on the show, just go ahead and review us on your platform of choice. We appreciate it, but now on to the topic. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is remakes, and will they happen again? I guess is the question. Probably more than that too. But uh, I, I mean, I won't, I won't say that I, I dislike remakes. I don't think they did bad. I would say that both Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire were good. I don't know that I would say that Leaf Green and Fire Red were good, but they were kind of like the first in a long line. I I don't know. I'm concerned, though, that with the fact that if they're going to actually happen again, one, because we're in this really weird cycle with Sword and Shield, where it looks like we're going to be getting DLC through the remainder of the game. The remainder of the decks will get more DLC to finish that out. That's my assumption. I I don't see a world where they go "Mm, 650 and we're good. Forget Totodile. Um, I, I don't see a world where that happens. Um, I, I really think that they go, okay, we finished the decks over two years because uh, like I've said before, the attach rate for Pokemon sword and shield DLC is stupid high. It's like, it's like the highest of like any game ever. And it's higher than the number of people that would have bought ultra sword and ultra shield. It, it was definitely higher than the people who bought ultra moon and ultra sun. So there is that, which is very, very exciting. Uh, on that note though, uh, I know you guys have different opinions um for me because i i think let's go kind of throws a wrench in the plan as well um because they did a quote unquote remake of pokemon yellow with let's go granted let's go i think might just be a one time deal yeah
3: i think it failed
0: i i think i think it was a failure in the eyes of pokemon but i at the same time like i don't i can't be sure yes i i don't know what's going through their head right now because, yeah, Janucci Masuda said that there's that there's no plans to make another Let's Go, but he also said there was no plans to add Pokemon in, like, November. You can't fully believe him. <laughs> I, I don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth.
3: <laughs> I, I think that the DLC model that they have uh, started adopting here doesn't lend itself well to quote-unquote ghost-style remakes, I think you're right in that uh, I, I don't see them leaving it at 650 easily. I think, though, what's more probable is um, we are going to get the next year, so this year we're going to have Crown Tundra and we're going to have uh, Isle of Armor. Then next year, what we're going to have is the build-up and launch in November of a remake game. That will also be in the Gen 8 engine. And you're going to see the patching in of the difference, quote unquote, uh, Mm. between the two Dexes into Sword and Shield as part of the promotion for the new game. Um, Because, yeah, they can sell another $30 DLC to include 400 Pokemon, but they can also sell a $60 game that has that as
0: well. Yeah, that's a good idea.
3: (laughs) I can see them going, yeah, so then we re-release Lustrous Pearl and Adamant Diamond, or whatever. yeah. yeah. Uh, and then and then they, they patch in the difference there, and then the year after that they do an expansion pass for the Gen 4 remakes that fills out everything, that'll round it out to the just shy of a thousand that we currently have. Mm-hmm. And I I see that as they're, they're going forward, and then what they do is gen 9 comes out yeah and then gen 9 expansion pass and i see that as the i think that would be the most profitable pattern
0: that is the most profitable yeah. i i don't know i like the idea of dlc better but that actually is probably the more profitable is to go to have dlc <laughs> and then and then be like here's another game that finishes it out and uh-huh. i i that that you're you're absolutely correct in
1: that um I, I think I, that makes a lot of sense with Pokemon too, because Pokemon's not like Animal Crossing or some of the other ones where they release a game like once every five years. They like to have a mm-hmm. new game on the market, you know, after after a short period mm-hmm. of time, one to two years. And so I don't think I don't think they're ready to go four years or three years of DLC content for one mainline game. I can see them breaking it down into have a mainline game, do a year or so of DLC, and then promote a different one. Do a year or so of DLC, but it's still in the same generation. It's still kind of the same thing, but it's not the same. It's not like a sequel. It's a remake, like we're talking, like with Adamant Diamond and Lustrous Pearl. I like the titles, by the way.
0: Uh, Adamant Diamond. Um, I just, it's, just <laughs> it's just the orbs. It's just yeah. the orbs. It's no, just the orbs. I, I know. <laughs> I think that's the way you do it, though. I think you do it based on the orbs. If you do make it because uh, well, that means
3: the DLC would be Greasiest platinum and I really don't like
0: that <laughs> 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 Oh DLC for the third version that actually sounds like a cool idea. the only yeah. thing the only thing I don't like with that is so I I honestly think that if you start once you hit gen 5 for re, in terms of remakes I think things get way hairier and yes that's yes. true <laughs> and I just don't think you can remake gen 5 well. Because no, because it's not like it's not like um, when they made fire red and leaf green where they went, oh, here's Kanto again. And they're just like, we're going to ignore Joe to exist. And like (laughs) they can get away with that because honestly, it's Kanto. But I don't think you can make a black and white remake and just ignore black and white, too. I don't think that's possible.
3: So what I think you do is you make the loop, the just the the whole thing. And then before the game comes out, you announce that the Black White 2 areas are the DLC zones.
0: Maybe. And I... then
3: you have the DLC do a high-leveled mini campaign that takes you through a post-game of the existing routes as your, your bonus content. Like, that's where you stick everything else.
0: I just feel like that's too much work for the Pokemon company to do. Not because not because I think it's an unfeasible number amount of work. I think that's just more work than they're willing to do. Um especially well, in their current structure. <laughs> like I, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be completely honest with that, because um everybody's very excited for Isle of Armor, and I'm just excited to have more content and more Pokemon in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh as much as I would think it would be really awesome for Sword and Shield to be the kind of the game where it's just like we brought all the Pokemon together, you can catch every single Pokemon in between Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. Be, if they did like four DLCs or something like that, I think would be the cooler way to go about it because we still don't have Ireland in, <laughs> in Gellar. We don't have like an Ireland equivalent. Well, and politically that might be a mess, but um, yeah. <laughs> politically that might be a mess. But I think that's also something that they could be celebrating, especially if they're basing it on the UK, because I mean, they are, they are putting Scotland in the game with the, with the crown tundra. They put the Isle of man and with the Isle of armor. Um, and you've got Wales and Wales and England, already incorporated into galar i feel like leaving out northern ireland at least to some extent is is kind of just like a slap in the face
3: i think the question they really had is the border i think isle of armor would have been great for ireland but they really didn't want to do yeah. that <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm, i i don't disagree uh but they they also leave themselves open because like there is like a coloring that they've been going with as well um if you if you look at the dlc in sword and shield i mean there's blue red green and yellow and so like they do open leave themselves open for like that orange and purple so you can go buy the joy con at the same time um and am <laughs> just saying uh also i want to i want to take this as a quick aside to mention how disappointed i am with the lack of special edition joy con that exists by the way
3: you'd think that would be a really big push that nintendo would have you know because that's like
0: right okay so so like they sent out like 30 special edition like DS's 3DS's yep like 37,000 special editions now I can't buy 37,000 3DS's I can only buy six (laughs) I could buy six seven pairs of Joy-Con mm-hmm I mean and each one of them could have a story and that I think that's the most disappointing part is that like even with like the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee game that came out we only got the Joy-Con in the the bundle
3: same with
1: the Animal Crossing yeah yeah like they're exclusive to the bundle. Don't make them exclusive to the bundle. Let me go buy them. I'm in the Joy-Con market right now. I need Joy-Cons. My 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 left one's breaking. Yeah.
3: Joy-Cons are disposable. They're not advertised as such, but they're disposable. This would be a perfect way to keep people buying them.
0: <laughs> I would I would absolutely buy every single special edition Joy-Con. Like no joke. <laughs> I if there was like it was like one I I'd buy a subscription box for special edition Joy-Con. Like that's where I am. Like I would give Nintendo like eighty dollars a month to send me the newest Joy Con. You like, say
3: that and then you get the ARMS special edition one and you go, Was this really Did I already have those.
0: This? It's fine. <laughs> they're not even special edition, they're just yellow. Um and then they and then they try to be like those never existed before. Here, have a dark blue one. Brilliant. Which is a mess in and of itself, because I just want both I want both sides to be the same color. What's with this mismatch, Nintendo? I understand you want to be like, oh, player one, player two, but at the same time, let me match them if I want. Joy-Con, Joy-Con have been a royally screwed up process, in my opinion. But that's that's a topic for another podcast, probably. Uh, is As not a someone Pokemon who's one.
3: only used the Pro Controllers basically since I've got it, I'm sure that this is a
0: terrible time for you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about it. I just think joy kind of been messed up because like, it's more of like a style de- de- decision in my opinion. Like, cause like if I take my switch out, not now because COVID, but when I, when I like take it out in public and stuff like that, and like I have it on an airplane, I like, I like having the colors to like, be like, Hey, this is my style. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And like, even my wife's into that. Cause she's like, she sits there and like picks and chooses which colors she wants to have for that week or something like that. I, I think that's just something that we could have even more of. Like, if you made like a Legend of Zelda set of Joy-Con, that would probably do really well. Or, or even just like one Joy-Con for a particular game franchise, right? Like, you can make the left Joy-Con like, like a Zelda Joy-Con. And then you can have like a normal Joy-Con on the other side. It's just like a very way to, very cool way to personalize the, the system that they I don't think they've leaned into ah. hard enough. And I'm very disappointed that the uh like the sword and shield one we got was the switch light, I understandably so because they're trying to push the console at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would really like to be able to pick and choose my Joy-Con a little bit more. I'd like more options. I mean, like, I, I went out and like, I bought like the Luigi green ones as soon as they they dropped. And I still haven't gotten the purple and orange ones, but I'm going to get the purple and orange ones. And I have way more, I have more Joy-Con than I know what to do with. I'm going to be completely were the honest. Were
1: popular? Like, customized Wiimotes? Were those popular back in the day?
0: They, yes and no. I, so the problem with the Wiimote is like, the Wiimote existed for such a long time. And so, like that was far more spread out, and like there were two different, there were two very different versions of the Wiimote. So, yes. so for like, yeah. you had the original Wiimote that was garbage, um, and then you got the new one with like the built-in motion plus. Wii into motion it. plus. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I ha- those I have those like have come out came out in like several different colors, and those were really cool.
3: I have the old Wiimotes and the Wii Motion plus connector extender things. Yep, I had that <laughs> because. Yeah, uh, it was so bad but it was the only way to play Twilight Princess on Christmas
0: yeah that was the only way that you could That I mean that was the only one that existed for a little while Was the only way to do it for a little while was the Wii Motion Plus like adapter and they are just like this is done we can just put that in the controller yeah and so they did that and so I just bought a new set of controllers because <laughs> I was just like I'm not gonna deal with this and like be like oh which one's, <laughs> which one has it which one doesn't I'm just gonna buy it and then be done with it
3: I, I was like 11, so that was not an option.
0: I thought being able to get like custom colored Wiimotes, though was a cool thing. Uh, I thought that was cool. But let's talk more about Pokemon. Uh, yes, <laughs> and that and none of us. This has been
3: our discussion on remakes or uh, Weemakes. We makes We makes of
0: the uh, yeah no. Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I do I don't like I don't dislike that idea. I just don't know how willing. I mean, they're probably willing to do like very little work to get much profit, but. Um, at the same time, I don't know if they're just like over remakes or they're seeing like on the horizon, like, oh man, gen five remakes probably aren't the way to
1: go. I mean, that's like a 2025 problem. It also depends on things like
3: how long the switch lasts, because if they have a significant texture library built up, that is so much less time to build new maps and things.
0: The switch probably has like, I would say another two and a half, three years in it. Like that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where I'm at yeah. right now. I mean, because we're in year three
1: of the Switch, so I, I think it's I think it goes five, six years. I mean, the 3DS made it like the whole last decade, like from like 20, what was it, 2010-ish? 2011.
3: They were still doing something different, though, because that was one of their three pillars. They had the eternal 3DS and DS line, but they also in that had both the Wii and the Wii U yeah, at
0: different yeah. points in that yeah, cycle. Okay, but did they really have the Wii U? um they and thought they
3: had the wii u for a different point of that cycle
0: i think the switch is in a in a particular position where nintendo could lean on it very heavily for a few years like for just as long as the 3ds they could last like seven eight years with the switch easily mm-hmm. i think um as long as they're still putting out killer software for it um because mm-hmm. i think nintendo realizes like hey we want the switch to be like the switch is doing really well it's a really big thing people are going to want to buy the switch Um, and I think the next thing, like if you're thinking of the next console after the switch, how do you, what do you do to it? You just make the switch better, right? What we, because what what we've got is essentially like the successor to like the game boy plus whatever home console we've ever had. They're just like, you know Mm. what? Our handheld market's always been the best. We went high handheld, but now you can play on the TV too. Though I think studies have shown like something like 80, 90% of people typically play switch in handheld mode. Yep. Yep. Very few people are actually playing it, like in, are on the TV. And I'm not one of those people, by the way. Like I, I think I do solid fifty-fifty, like handheld mode, uh, TV. But I'm also probably the exception. I'm very game-specific.
3: Well, I recently moved, and I don't have like a TV in my room, yeah, or in a in a place where there aren't other people a lot. So now I'm mostly handheld. But up until that point, when I had my apartment, I'd never, I forgot that I could put it handheld. I just threw it up on my TV, and then I was done. It, it was a docked console, as far as I was concerned.
0: I would say that we are probably in the minority there. Right. I think that they they have enough time that they could definitely put, like, Gen 9 on the Switch. I think Gen 9 could sit on the Switch without a problem. Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that's probably the way to go. the The thing that has me worried as well is like, especially in like the recent past, like in terms of the recent past. I mean, like Gen six onwards, Pokemon wise, they've only done like two games in their marketing or marketing quote unquote in their discussion of like Sword and Shield DLC. They said we would usually come out with like a third version, and they they were equating mm-hmm. it to like yeah, Platinum and um Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. They they were comparing it to those
2: mm-hmm
0: yeah so if you look at gen 7 the only games we got in gen 7 were sun and moon and ultra sun and ultra moon which was kind of bad mm-hmm. um and then yeah. in gen 6 the only games we got were x and y and uh omega ruby alpha sapphire us and then yeah they, they've kind of been stuck in this hey we're only going to do two sets of games and by them saying like the dlc is this next set of games that has me wondering what's next like would they well, do gen a remake s- um because they obviously third versions are dead Yeah, 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 I think that's the end of them. Which is good. I'd much rather have this. Gen
3: 7 was just so weird overall, though, too, because it, like, let's not mince words. Gen 7 came out when it did because they were mandated to have uh, a, they wanted a new generation on the 20th anniversary. And Gen 7 ended when it did. Probably because they were trying to push to the switch and that was the logical time to do it.
0: Yeah, but then Gen 6, you can't really explain away Gen 6, though. Like, that's the other thing. Yeah,
3: because it ended ended earlier than they would have liked because they had to start Gen 7 on the 20th. I think both the beginning and ending of Gen 7 were arbitrary dates that kind of got shifted out of what they were trying to do. So I feel like it's a little difficult to conjecture there.
0: I mean, you can make the same argument, though, here because 2021 is coming up and 2021 is the 25th anniversary. Yeah. Are they going to want to put out a new gen in 2021? I don't know.
3: I think they're going to want to put out a new, a new game. A a new game. Maybe, maybe.
0: Um, I can also just see them being like, Hey, for the 25th anniversary, we finished the Pokedex. And, um, (laughs) like I, honestly, I can see that being like their, their big quote unquote success. Um, a new game doesn't sound like a terrible idea either, but I don't think
1: you can do Sword and Shield again. No. I think there's still a market for a, like a a remake game. Those traditionally do fairly well. Oh, yeah. No. Omega, Ruby, Alpha, Sapphire did spectacular. Yeah. I mean, those do like over 12 million usually in copies sold. Um, they, and they do so, better
0: than third versions.
1: Yes. They do better than third versions. And um from what we saw on the sales history of Let's Go, that wasn't a traditional – sales trajectory for like a remake game. So I don't think they would consider that a remake and how it's sold. And so I, I think they know they can do better with like a, a standard remake, like, um, heart Cold soul silver or Omega Ruby alpha Sapphire. So I, I think they, Oh, they definitely could do better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is make the game faster. Like that's all you have to do. Yeah, really? <laughs> that's all you have to do. You put, you put in the speed of sword and shield into, um, in that. I just don't know if the style of sword and shield fits the, type of game that gen four was um because if you look at the if you look at the i'm just i'm gonna be flat out honest like we talked we had this conversation last week more or less with like dungeons and stuff and the lack of them in sword and shield and mm-hmm. and i don't know if the arts if that's because of restriction of art style or restriction of time that they had to like put in proper dungeons but gen four has a lot of dungeons like you have a lot of caves you got to go through and i don't know if the uh, style of sword and shields art or engine uh really leans into that yeah. And you got the whole underground system. Uh, underground, you can cut. You can cut that.
3: Um, yeah, you can cut it. <laughs> I loved it, but I would understand.
0: If they had to cut it, I'm perfectly okay with that. So, I mean, that's, that's the other thing that I, I'm a little concerned with because they, they, the Pokemon company seems to have this understanding of their consumers that I think is wrong. Just honestly, I think it's wrong. And they don't understand their player base and who wants what and how they want it. And, I think that they would either – we'd either get like a perverted version of Gen 4 or we would get um, – or maybe we would get regular Gen 4. I don't know. But I, I feel like if we got Gen 4, yeah. it would
1: be a perverted version of it. I'm still wanting to see the sales numbers for Mystery Dungeon just because that was their first t- tackle of a like a, a real remake in a while. Uh, it's not it, – that's a different kind of remake. I mean, yes, it's different. It um, has But megas. it still shows the market for people that are interested <laughs> in revisiting old games. And like yeah. updated engines. I'd be okay with it. I, I, I'm not against a remake coming
0: out. I just don't want to ever get my hopes up that Gen 4 remakes happen. Give me a Heart Gold Soul Silver
1: 2. Just the same game again, yeah. but but on the Switch. Uh- <laughs> I think my 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 opinion is the one of the reasons they cut out the third version is it wasn't a highly profitable thing to sell. I, I think if you look at the market, there wasn't the sales history to justify needing it. Oh no! No, absolutely not! Absolutely not! And so them cutting that and doing the DLC is already showing to be like probably more profitable than trying to release a third version. Yeah. Um. But right. You there? There's good market. There's and it's been it's been very successful and very steady since like pretty much Crystal came out. Not Crystal. I'm sorry. Since um. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. Uh, Leaf green, fire red came out. It's been a very steady market of how those sell. So mm-hmm. I don't see them wanting to abandon that. But I guess we'll see.
3: Particularly when they have the same benefit that they had in Gen 3, which is you can't get these things in your normal game. Yes. you need
0: this. Yeah.
1: Bridge the Pokedex. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I think that's a good place to stop. I, 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 am, I am mildly more convinced that it can happen now after this, but uh, like I said, it. I don't want to hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on that note, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop.
4: Hey guys, Seth Philo cutting in to tell you about something awesome that I've been absolutely loving, Vite Ramen. If you guys know me, you know I have a borderline noodle addiction, and part of that love has always been a guilty pleasure for ramen. Well, Vite Ramen is ramen, but get this, it's actually good for you. You heard me right. The guys at Vite Ramen have spent years making ramen that's nutritionally complete, and I absolutely adore it. Each bowl has 30 grams of protein, which is more than your average protein shake, 7 grams of fiber, all 27 key vitamins and minerals that you need, and most importantly, tons of awesome flavor. Oh yeah, and did I mention it still only takes 4 minutes to prepare? It's basically still instant ramen! You can head over to ViteRamen.com and pick up soy sauce chicken, garlic pork, and my favorite, vegan miso flavors, as well as handy utensils and other such stuff. And here is the coolest part. At checkout, enter code PUCKLE, and you'll get 10% off your entire order. That's P-U-C-L, all caps, for a whopping 10% off. Anyway, I gotta get back to rating, and you've got a show to finish. Catch you guys on the flip-flop.
0: And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex 131, Lapras, the transport Pokemon.
3: They have gentle hearts because they rarely fight. Many have been caught. Their number has dwindled from Pokemon (laughs) Stadium (laughs) (laughs) 2.
0: So Lapras has always been like an okay Pokemon. Like, I've, I've never been upset with Lapras, like in the history of Pokemon. I, I think in Gen 4, it was actually used pretty widely before Team Preview, I should uh-huh. say. Because, I mean, you had you had Water Absorb, and then you could also be firing off Thunderbolt, which was kind of big in Gen 4. It was just like the ultimate counter to, to water types. So it, it was cool. It was fun to run around with. I mean, his base stats aren't bad either. I mean, base 130 HP is a lot that, of HP. That is. Combined with uh, 95 Special Defense and an 80 Defense, that's not bad. Um eighty-five special attack. That's not bad either. Uh it's not it's not it's not great, but for a Pokemon that bulky, it's pretty decent.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's workable.
0: And then a base speed of sixty, which is unfortunate, but it makes sense. So Lapras though has just been like very good overall, and when it got its G Max form, it actually got relevance because it gets G um or gives uh yeah, G Max Resonance as its G Max move, which is as uh, an ice type move, that instead of setting Kale sets Aura Veil, vale, which is really big and really important because yeah. Aura Veil vale is really nice, especially in VGC. Mm-hmm. And so I would I would dare to say that Lapras is probably the most prominent G Max Pokemon in VGC right now. Uh, and as such, a lot of Pokemon carry Brick Break, including this team. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So Lapras is holding a weakness policy because this is one of the newer sets that have been coming out. Uh, Weakness policy Lapras because then Lapras just kind of hits like a truck Um, with Hydro Pump, Thunder, Freeze Dry and Protect. Thunder literally just for other Lapras and things of that nature. Freeze Dry so you can get off your GMAX resonance and it's still useful against other water type Pokemon. And especially water ground type Pokemon like Gastrodon, which are really big in VGC and are a problem. And then Hydro Pump because you want a good water move, obviously. I mean, the whole idea is you get up, set up those screens, um, but then you can also hit it with another teammate, kind of like this Raichu. You probably don't want Raichu to do it, but Raichu it has an Assault Vest, is running Fake Out, Brick Break, so it can, it can hit your Lapras and get its own weakness policy proc, or it can break the screens of another Lapras. <laughs> it's also like one of the three fighting type moves that Raichu gets. Yeah, it also gets Focus Punch, but you're not going to run that in VGC. Uh, Brick Break. Like focus Blast? Uh, it does get Focus Blast as well. Uh Volt Switch and Nuzzle are the last two moves, so you can get some switches, but also you get some paralysis, which is pretty big. Speed control is always huge. Um so that I mean it's Raichu. It, it does Raichu things for the most part. No Thunderbolt, but Volt Switch is nice tech to, to switch in and out. Uh but yeah, yeah, take us take us to the next couple, uh, Linian.
3: Alright. Next we've got a a very standard Excadrill uh with mold breaker. You're sashed, because of course you're sashed. A rock slide for those flinch hacks. Swords Dance, if you think you can get away with it. Iron Head to smash things apart. And uh, high horsepower because Earthquake hurts your friends. So, you know, you want to get that single target ground type damage. High horsepower is the best option that you've got. Very, very standard lead here. Uh, We're pairing that with uh, Rhyperior. It's got solid rock. Because, you know, it's got solid rock. Fire Punch... Rock Slide again, high horsepower. Uh, it's got Protect, we're running Life Orb, very, very standard.
0: Standard move set, not really Life Orb though, right? Like it's not. Yeah, usually it's usually life. weakness policy.
3: Mm-hmm. But we're, we've got that on the Lapras, so we got you got to fill something in because uh, of the item clause here. And I guess this is this is good. If you're running Protect, you can't Choice Band it, so you're gonna you're gonna throw an Orb on it. Hit with click the correct move, and then watch as things. Well, you're probably not going to get flinches. You're a Rhyperior, but you're gonna you're gonna hit
0: stuff pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, rock slides just for like
1: Charizard, like that exists for Charizard. Yeah. Oh yeah, it ruins him. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then rounding it out, we have the support Pokemon to help make this team really dangerous. Um So noticeably, our two heaviest hitters, so Rhyperior and Lapras, struggle in the speed department, which is okay because we have Dustclops, who is our trick room setter. So if we want to reverse the speed, take control of uh, their really bad speed stats, and make them into Pokemon that go first and hit hard, we have him to run Trick Room. As usual, he's carrying an Eviolite so that he has some good bulk. Brick Break, because we need something else to activate Lapras. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nightshade for some steady damage, and then Pain Split to help keep him alive, so he can kind of suck off all the other opponent's health. Um, and then at uh, the back end, we have Indeedee female, um, with the psychic seed, so that it activates right with the psychic surge. It's got some heal pulse, uh, psychic, follow me, and helping hand. So he's really great support, or she, I'm sorry, is really great support. She can keep Lapras healthy if that's your dynam- or if that's your Gigantamaxer. Psychic under psychic surge hits really hard. Follow me is some great way to help set up with the Pokemon you want to set up with, so that you can do whatever you want. And then helping hand, so if you needed something to hit harder than it is already going to hit, so a weakness policy Lapras, you want to hit extra hard with a Helping Hand boost. There you go. Helping Hand is probably one of the scariest moves I've seen in VGC. Oh, oh my god. I, I'm horrified of that move. Every time, I, every time I see a Whimsicott, it's always... I hate seeing Whimsicott, just because I know it, it's going to do Helping Hand or Tailwind or something. Mm-hmm. I, I The support Pokemon that have Helping Hand are just very difficult to deal with. Helping Hand is just scary, because like they can just
0: target something down and destroy it. And oh, yeah. It is just scary. Because you just because you sit there and you plan, oh, I'm going to be able to do this, this, and this next turn. I can take a hit from this. I can do this. And then all of a sudden, Helping Hand comes in and you just go, well, my turn is completely different than I thought it was.
1: Yep. Good job, guys. Something I like about the uh, Lapras, too, that uh, I don't know that we mentioned it. It's running Shell Armor instead of Water Absorb, because Water Absorb is usually the one people think of. But Shell Armor is really great because of how popular Togekiss, Superlock Togekiss mm-hmm. is. And Mm -hmm. that defeats it. Super Togekiss basically eliminates, uh, the Veil because it just goes right through it with critical hits. So Shell Harmor is a nice way of keeping Lapras nice and strong and healthy. And I think that's horrifying. Togekiss is, Togekiss has gotten really big recently too. I think,
0: like I said last week, it is the most used Pokemon in VGC according to Pokealytics. Pikolytics. It can do anything. Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. Everything's gotten really big recently. That's the whole point of Dynamax.
0: I have been really I've been really impressed with this meta. I think this meta has been probably the most diverse that we've had in a while. Like outside of Excadrill, I think. Uh you've, yeah. see, you've seen a lot more stuff pop up. I mean, Dustcloths has seen play before, not much, but it's seen. And then I would I, I honestly I've seen almost everything played in VGC though, like at least once, which has been very oh, yeah. impressive. So like good kudos to them. Like they made a really, really balanced meta. So I, I've been like I said very 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 impressed with it. Uh, this is a fun team, though. I do want to try this out. So if you also want to try out this team, you can go over to our Discord server and grab it and give it a spin yourself. Uh, maybe you're in the PFTT and you want to give it a spin. We'll see. Uh, but on that note, uh, yeah, this is everything. Uh, we're going to go ahead and shift gears on over to the mailbag.
4: It's mail time. Sending your email.
0: And welcome to The Mailbag. The Mailbag is the segment where we read listener emails on the show. You can send an email to PucklePodcast gmail.com, letting us know what your thoughts are on the previous episode or how much you like cookies, I guess, something like that, uh, over at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. And we'll read it on the show. But as always, this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Toros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hubs. There we Hubs. go. Oh, that crap. was good. That was good energy. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, and so without further ado, let's get into it. Our, last week, we, we talked a lot about world building features we'd like to see come back to the Pokemon franchise. And we asked you guys what you would like to see come back. And so uh, we got our first email from Trainer Sleeves, um, who wrote uh, what I would call
1: an essay. Yes, but we'll read it. Hello, everyone. It's Sleeves here. And at first, I was not going to write an email this week, but then I took a shower, and that's where all the big brain thoughts come from. So then I thought, okay, I have to write an email this week now, which is great because I love doing this. So recently, I've been making an owl uh, fan fiction that takes place in the Sword and Shield AU, universe. AU, my friend. AU, okay. Wait, what's an AU? An Australian fan faction?
3: Alternate universe.
1: Alternate, okay. There we okay. go. Okay, I- okay.
0: Thank
3: you, Leonard. There, I just saved Whimsicott from screaming into the void for several hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's nothing big, just something between one friend and I. The things I try to do my best with are implementing both in-game lore as well as adding my own flair to it. And what I mean by that is adding that is adding in my own head, in my own head changes I would make for the better and even an OC or two. I always I also try to clear up some events and characters that aren't really touched up on and this is where world building and headcanon comes in. I totally agree with you, Thatch, that headcanon is perhaps one of the most important parts about enjoying a Pokemon game and any game really. And I'll give two examples of what I'll be doing in my little fanfic that I think really reflect on how important it is. First off, I'm aware that Spike Muth Gym is perhaps the most boring gym in the game, and it's a shame too because Piers is such a good character and one of my favorite gym leaders. Not wrong. Yes, not wrong at all.
3: No, the only thing that's the most boring is the 8th.
0: <laughs> literally literally everything that's there is exactly right. Spikemuth is probably one of the worst gyms in the entire franchise of Pokemon.
1: One of the worst cities, too. It's like it's like Evergrande City. It is
0: the worst city in Pokemon. Like Evergrand City, I can forgive because it's just supposed to be like the Pokemon League and they just wanted to rename it something.
3: Yeah, and and as everyone knows, there's a massive, flourishing city behind the waterfall.
0: Exactly. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> but like, but like, Spike Myth Gym is, I think, arguably one of the worst things that Pokemon has ever done. What a disappointing hallway. Yeah, it, it was like it was like Poe Town, but
1: worse.
3: It it at least it only had one thing that was worthwhile, and it was a joke.
1: Yeah, it was just a joke. Yep. I don't even remember the joke. I was just so disappointed by what was becoming of the town that I I forgot.
3: They had the, the, the go, the go sign light up like a, like it was an old beat-em-up and that was literally the only, the only
0: thing. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. It was such a, it was just such a weird thing that they put in there. Like, I, I feel like they could have done something like if it would have been like Poe Town, I think it would have enjoyed it far more. Like, honestly, just instead of making it like a, a straight street, like make me wiggle back and forth and have to like hop a fence. And yeah, literally it's better. Like no joke.
1: <laughs> I don't disagree. Um, my biggest gripe though is that there is an unexplained reason why he chose to retire. Other than, oh, I just got tired of it and I don't think I'm that good. So I'll let my, I'll let my sister take over, I guess. That's a good reason. But I decided to give him a more solid reason for retiring. And that's where making an OC comes in. Um, I made this bug type gym leader named Genesis a while back before writing this fanfic. And I thought, what if I made her pregnant and married to one of the other gym leaders? So after a bit of consideration, I decided to make her peer's wife, and her being pregnant is the real reason uh, that he was retiring, so that he could spend more time with his family. Um, I think it fits really well, in my opinion. The second thing was giving more personality to the version-exclusive gym leaders, specifically Gordy. I can give you two reason, two good reasons why Gordy is my favorite version-exclusive. One, look at the picture of his Rare League card, and you can see the face of a real man. Two, you can't spell <laughs> <What>? Gordy without... What? <laughs> 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 okay, but what? keep going. Keep going. Anyways, I thought that since his mother was a gym leader and he went off to pursue his own dreams, yes, I play S.H.I.E.L.D. So by the time Crown Tundra rolls around, I think it would be a great idea to add him in and make make that the job he was pursuing. Pursuing. I think about it, um, his love for rock kind of fits with his theme of exploration. As for bringing out the character, my headcanon is that he only tries to be, look cool in battle. Outside, he is really sweet, but he tends to get flustered easily. I also will replace the barbarical with Tyrantrum or Rampardos because I think revivica- reviv- revivification of fossils – could not say that word – would also be very fitting for the tundra. And as Patrick once said, there once was an ugly barnacle and he was so ugly that everybody died. The end.
3: Stop talking about my barbarical like that. You. <laughs>
1: Also, he seems to have an affinity for Kaiju like Pokemon because Tyranitar and Colossal, so that works too. Sorry, this was so long. Uh, this was all one big glob of shower thought, so of course, of course it would be, but thank you so much for reading and catch you guys on the flip flop. Trainer Sleeves. Thank you, Trainer Sleeves. Yes, thank you.
0: Like near the end with the OC, uh, the, the OC part was where it got me and I, I started to break.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right, all right. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, uh. Our next email is from I believe Carla, who is our number one fan. Yeah. Uh
3: huh. Hi, Puckle. A feature in Pokemon that I miss is having your partner walk alongside you, as in Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and the Gen Two games. Wait, was that in Gen Two? No. No. No.
0: The only game that ever happened in was Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and it's been the feature that has been the most like requested whoa, 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 feature. Whoa, It came back. In Let's Go. In Let's Go. <laughs> so,
3: that is addressed. This really brings a wholesome feeling to the game that beats Pokemon Ami times 20. The Let's Go games have brought this feature back somewhat, but it was not included in Swish and probably will not be included in any further main series games, agreed. Taking a break from ruthless dog fighting to remind you about the power of friendship is Pokemon's great, one of Pokemon's greatest charms. Yeah, it's called Pokemon Ami. Well,
0: it's Pokemon, and, uh, Pokemon camp camp. it's Pokemon Camp now. It's Pokemon Camp now. But I... I honestly Still. think Pokemon Camp was done okay. Like, I I don't think yeah. there's I don't yeah. think there's too much of a problem with Pokemon Camp, except I think there's too much going on, um, in the background. I don't like having all six out on at once. Hey, the way they can improve it for me is like you could select which ones come out, maybe. Yeah. And like I think that like that minor tweak makes it better. And I guess you could technically do that by like throwing the rest of them in the box or something like that. But yeah, uh, that's the same reason they said, oh, well, if you're worried about experience share over leveling your Pokemon, just put them in the box or something like that. Which, sure. Thanks, Game Freak. I feel like an off switch would be just as good, but whatever. It- it's interesting. It's interesting. I-, I also don't think Pokemon following you will ever come back. I, I understand why everybody like it was cool in HeartGold cool, Whole Silver. It kind of sucks it wasn't there in Gen 5, but, like, Gen 6 onwards, I just don't think it works well.
3: It's it's pathfinding, which is weird. Like, that's gonna glitch. And then, sure, you can have it work, but that's another immersion-breaking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no game has great pathfinding. It's just kind of a fact. Uh, on top of that, with Pokemon in the overworld, having something following me is going to throw me more than it's gonna help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna be like, oh, wait, why is this thing in this region? Oh, right, that's my lead. Uh, It's going to be, nine times out of ten, it's going to be a Colossal or a Hidden Ability Sena that I'm just hatching eggs with. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just don't think this feature needs to come back.
1: I think it's getting popular again right now, because Let's Go happened a couple years ago. And then also, even in Pokemon Go now, you can have your buddy follow you around as you're walking. So it's just, it's really, like, on people's mind. More so than it maybe was a few years ago. Yeah,
0: I just don't think it's something that I for as much as it's requested, I just feel like it's not something that is really that immersion helping. I, I feel like I feel I like know. the I feel like the reward the payoff for the reward is not good. And I think on like Lydian said, I think it's very confusing, especially with
1: Pokemon in the Overworld. Fifteen year old me was really happy about it when it happened yeah, in Heart but Gold. In,
3: but the thing is, in Heart Gold and in and in Let's Go and in Pokemon Go that's the only way that you have to interact with the Pokemon. Yes, you can't. That's true. You can't go into a camp and play with it. You can't do these other things. It's it fills a void that's already filled.
0: That's fair. I would much rather have Pokemon Camp than following Pokemon. One thousand percent. Because even then, like the amount of interaction you had with the Pokemon following game wasn't that great. I mean, you you can literally talk to it and it goes, "I'm happy." And, and you know when we had that, we had that in, in like Gen One in Pokemon Yellow, like, you have that level of interaction with your Pokemon, like something that we've had since 1999. And I I don't think that's something that I'm just like, yeah, let's get it to the next level by using stuff from 1999. Like, I I think it's the problem with the Pokemon franchise in general, and I think this is something that kind of, that Swish for better or worse, like highlighted to a lot of us longtime fans is that Pokemon hasn't done a lot in the past, like, 20 years in terms of innovation. Like, it's the same game. And I don't know that I'm too mad about that because I don't want them to stray too far from the core, but at the same time, like they've kind of boxed themselves in, and like we we have people wishing for, uh, wishing for features from you know twenty years ago to come back to the game. Yeah, and I don't know if all of that's for better or for worse. I I would much rather have something new, and I think Pokemon Camp is something that was pushing in that direction. Like if we want to talk about something that Pokemon's done right to progress the games, I think Pokemon Camp is the first indication of that. Do I think Curry Dex is exciting? No. No, but no. but do I think the idea of like, oh, hey, you can go interact with your Pokemon. I think when a me first came out, that blew my mind because yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. And it also has like in-game effects on top of that uh, that people always forget about because it only matters in game. But like it it, mean, it meant so much to me once, like when I was battling the champion and like I was definitely under leveled. I was just doing it to grind. And I remember like something survived because it loved me so much. And then it we have the point of the <laughs> game because of it. Like, it Focus dashed itself for free. And I was just like, wow, this is
1: amazing. I'm into it. I think one of the big things, and this kind of, I think, is the whole, like, center point for people that want Pokemon following again, is we didn't have, you know, from Gen 4 before, we didn't have a lot of overworld interaction with Pokemon. They were kind of just in their Pokeballs or they were in battle. We didn't see them. But now, in especially Sword and Shield, you can see everything in the overworld, and then you can play with them in camp. So it's not as needed. Because you can see a lot of these anyway. I honestly think it would just get in the way, especially yeah. at this point. Like I think it would get in the way.
0: Now I think the only thing that would be better is like, like let's go. Pikachu had the right idea with the outside, um, with the Pokemon following you because you could select which Pokemon was following you. But like Linian mm-hmm. said, like that that would get distracting when it's only like your Sentra Scorch or your your Colossal mm-hmm. in party. Yeah. It, so like that. That, that's very true on that note. But I mean, if you could like select them and like they can come out and you can have like your moment with them, take a picture with them or something, maybe. But I, I, don't, I don't know if following you all of the time is worthwhile. No. This is all very long discussion about something that I think is very stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> the, because I really, I really like I, I'm a firm believer ever since like Gen 5 when people have just been like, I want following Pokemon back. I want following Pokemon back. I, I've been a firm believer of like it's not really that important. It really isn't, and, and I would I would much rather see like things try to push in the right direction. I think I think one of them has been overworld Pokemon. Like I didn't think I was gonna like overworld Pokemon, but I, I really think that has been one of the biggest things, and probably one of the biggest things that Sword and Shield did in general that pushed Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I think in in a new direction, a new quote unquote direction that I think was worthwhile.
3: Because coming off of Let's Go, I was actually convinced it would never work in a main game. Yeah, was like, me this too. Was just kind of a mess.
0: Yeah, <sighs> I think I think it helps that they balanced it with random encounters. Like they kept the random encounters and they they balanced it very well.
3: Yeah, they found a way to get the best of both worlds. They use separate encounter lists and things like that. Like mm-hmm. it, it worked. It didn't. I don't know. I feel like the ways that they have been making overworld Pokemon exist. Have only improved things, yeah. And going back because you really like Heart Gold, Soul Silver is kind of a mistake.
0: I think sprites. I think the difference is sprite games versus 3D games. Honestly, I think this is just something that Pokemon fans haven't quite grasped, including myself to an extent, um, because like it's just something so different from what we used to know in Pokemon. It was just these like sprite 2D games that we could play, and then you switch over to the 3D world, and in the 3D world, you just have much different logistics. Like, it, it no longer is it just like a little tiny sprite of my Totodial following me around. It's like, I, I have to have like a Totodial model following me around. And then, I mean, in the 3DS, yes, that you're going to chug. Uh, the 3DS, yes, you're going to chug. Have you ever seen Six Mortal Trace on the field at the same time? I have. And it was seven frames per second. Oh, God.
3: It was a PowerPoint, someone clicking really fast. like
0: that's <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. it was. It was not pretty. So I I would I would like to make that uh, very clear. I mean, on top of that, you like set hail or something. It's just gross. You you could just like make that game go run at like one to three frames per second. And so I mean, it's just one of those things like you have to you have to think about the limitations of the console. And then actually, like, I, I think something that we should be pushing more for as Pokemon fans is just innovation. For, mm-hmm. for for the lack of I mean they they tried I think with Dynamax I think they tried I think Dynamax yeah. is like not a not a bad mechanic entirely I I just wish we could also have like Megas at the same time uh, Z moves can stay in Alola for all
1: I care I mean that's basically what Dynamax is there's nothing mm-hmm. Z moves offer at this point that's worthwhile but Megas have some value
0: oh yeah I think well I think the good thing that Z moves did was I mean they one they set it up as a very much Alola thing. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Like they set it up as like this is a regional specific thing. They're doing the same thing with Dynamax. Like Dynamax is a Galar thing, but they never set up Mega Evolution as like this is a Kalos thing. No,
1: and now they've gone back to it again in the anime. So yeah, which I is don't know.
0: Mm, right. I'm can I'm just confused. Pokemon, just give us Megas back, and then like 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 we can go to hey this mechanics region specific, and I'm cool with that because then we can say oh remember the Dynamax game, and you go play the Dynamax game. Oh remember yeah. the Z Move game, and then you go play the Z Move game. And I think I think that's really cool. I I just don't think the Mega Evolution game is something you should do. I think Megas hold a very special place in a lot of people's hearts. And I think you I think they faux pas in getting rid of them or at least saying they're getting rid of them. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Megas come back. I wouldn't hold my breath for it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened.
1: And I think they'd be better about it, too. I think they realized where they did wrong with a lot of the Megas and which ones people really liked. Like, people want Mega Mawile back. People want Mega Alteria back. Because you can't use Alteria, You can't use Mawile in battling, um, but you can use their Megas. Mm -hmm.
3: And everyone just wants Mega Rayquaza. That's the only important one.
1: That's not true at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, Mega Rayquaza also sets up, like, a very, very cool precedent as well. Because a lot of people are just like, well, then you could Dynamax a Mega Pokemon. And just like, or you just couldn't be allowed to. Yeah, it's not a hard thing to turn off. Well, they already did it with Mega Rayquaza. Mega Rayquaza already because you couldn't Z Crystal, right? Yeah, you couldn't Z- You couldn't use a Z move with Mega Rayquaza. Yeah, if it was holding one, you wouldn't be able to allow- You wouldn't be allowed to use a Z move. Which was the way we honestly should have, we should handle Dynamax and Mega Evolution. I mean, you have a Mega and you just go and you can give some in-universe lore reason like, oh, it used the same kind of energy as Dynamax to do that. Oh, no. Just
3: use the in-universe explanation of it's a league rule because everything is under a a very tightly controlled league.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Um, uh, It's also, I mean, they did very good with Dynamax in a lot of ways, I think like we can talk about gigantamax another day but like dynamax itself i think they did very well because one you yeah. can only do it in the gyms it in game which i thought was very cool it, it was very cool being forced back into a pokemon before mega evolution to an extent mm-hmm. which which was nice um because like when you got mega evolution x and y you can use it all the time every day all day mm-hmm. which is cool too
3: yeah it just turned the game super simple
0: same with same with Z moves too. I mean, once you got Z
1: moves, right. you're just like, yeah, this game's easy. Well, and that was the thing too. Like, imagine if playing Sword and Shield, where every battle you have to sit through the animation. Of exactly. Dynamax oh yeah, no, no, I I absolutely agree with you. Because I stopped using Z moves in uh, sudden Moon because I just I got tired of the animation. Even if I feel like I kind of needed it for that battle, mm-hmm. I just stopped using it because I was just exhausted by sitting through those animations.
0: Oh yeah, no, you're absolutely you're absolutely correct, one hundred percent. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Uh, but uh, I think this is a good place to end that conversation. <laughs> we veered a little.
3: <laughs> Topic part two.
0: <laughs> Why we hate Pokemon following you. Um, On that note, if you want to send us an email next week, you can send it into PocoPodcast at gmail.com. Letting us know if you think there's going to be more remakes in the future. Do you think diamond and pearl remakes are around the corner? Let us know. Pocopodcast podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to f- keep up to date with us, you can follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also go ahead and, uh, like us on youtube go subscribe to us over on the youtubes uh we've got more videos coming your way you can also
3: hit that bell to get notifications
0: (laughs) i don't want to be that guy (laughs) you can also go ahead and go over to twitch.tv slash the poco podcast watch us live on twitch Uh, i stream at least once a week if not two or three depending on how bored i am we also uh do uh yeah so it's just a good time overall. And then, if you want to help support the show, you can subscribe to our Twitch with a free Twitch Prime subscription that you have from just having Amazon Prime. You can also go ahead and buy something from T Public. Uh, T Public is a is a great place to do that. Or if you want to get some healthy ramen while you're quarantined, you can go over to Viteramen.com and use code Puckle for ten percent off at checkout. Or if you want to support the show more directly and get some uh, get some Pokemon distributions in the process you can go over to patreon.com slash and get that coming your way. Uh, other than that, though, just listen to us. I mean, we appreciate you being here, uh, taking the time to listen to us. And uh, I've been Trainer Thatch. I've been Linian. And I've been P. McGee. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.